the foundry, old, gray, and metal to the core. Hey, welcome to the newest episode of the foundry, old, gray, and metal to the core. I'm Bruce. And I am Nick Edinger, and uh, former vocalist for Possession and current vocalist for Frost Like Ashes. And uh, we do a little different review show. Each of us pick a metal release uh, to review each month, and then one of us gets to pick something that is non-metal. And uh, we both listen to that and uh, give our opinion on it. So if you uh, like this, please like uh, and subscribe and share the review show. And also, you know, comment uh, down below and let us know about albums that you think we should uh, look into, whether they're metal or not, and uh, give us your opinion on the uh, albums we review this time. Um, so uh, you get to go first, Bruce. Uh, you, gave, you gave me something <laughs> that was quite interesting. You said I'd love it. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll wait and let you know. And, and that's what I minutes. think we that's what I think we said early on. We don't have to agree with everything. And, and that's, that's the whole beauty of the show. So I grew up in the eighties as you did, but I was more enamored with the, the whole hair, hair metal scene and the glam scene and, you know, spent quite a bit of time out there. I'm going to just throw this out there. Probably my favorite band of all time is the faster pussycat. I know you're going to cringe when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was not my favorite. <laughs> oh my goodness. Still to this day, but at any rate, so you could see where, where my roots are and where my influences are. So when I got to pick, I didn't pick this one in the last couple because I've been listening to some good bangers. And there are a lot of good bangers out there, but Street Lethal by Crazy Licks just blew my mind. I love this kind of stuff. Yeah. What, uh, what were the things that you liked the most about this album? Uh, well, I mean, I guess it's the same about all that whole 80s genre. The hooks, the melodies, the big choruses, the... I hate to say it because it's really cliche, but that whole L.A. sleazy sort of hair glammy thing, which resonates so well with me. Didn't recognize the band name. And obviously, when you have a band called Crazy Licks and it's spelled with two X's at the end. Right. Uh, yeah, you, you, you have a, an idea in your head of what it's going to be. Um, and so I started listening to it. And with the first song uh and well there's like a little intro before that uh it was not at all what i expected now then when i get to the second song i realized that i actually watched the video for that song uh just a couple months ago or whenever it uh, first came out yeah, i think like november yeah so i right when it came out i i listened to that song and um and so then I was like, oh, I actually do, <laughs> do know this band. But, uh, you know, you talk about like the L.A. sleazy metal sort of scene. And so that, uh, you know, the tale of two halves, uh, like when you have a cassette tape uh, back in the day where you would listen to one side and then have to flip it over and listen to the second half of the album. Yeah, that's how this felt to me. This first half feels like a European uh power metal band from switzerland or something right um or hard rock not necessarily power right. metal like a like a european hard rock band that's the feel of it the 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 um vocal lines the choruses 
the big gang vocal yeah. choruses that they have. Uh, and, and do not um, let yourself think that this is uh, real basic musically. Uh, it's oh, no. not. These guys can play. It is unbelievable. And they, and they put together uh, complex and interesting songs. It wasn't until um, you get to Caught Between the Rock and Roll that I get back to the L.A. sleazy uh, feel. Yeah of it like from there on to the end of the album then it's what i was expecting but the first uh the first uh half or a little bit more than half of the album um it was something that i actually really really enjoyed and would listen to and i actually have listened to quite a bit since you since you gave it to me it does bring back all of those uh sounds but it doesn't sound old no it's very very well produced yeah yeah it uh it's put together very well. Um, man, there, there are several that uh, stuck in my head and I found myself singing throughout the day or, uh, you know, humming the tune uh, for sure. So before we get to that, the one thing I will have to say that I didn't like about the 80s was the ballads. And so don't get the wrong idea either. This is not an album with a hair metal ballad because I didn't see, I mean, tempos change for sure. But I don't see anything, you know, like lighter worthy at all, which is a plus for me. Go ahead with your favorites. Uh, all of my favorites are from the first half, half of the album. Uh, Rise Above, uh, The Power, and Reach Out. Uh, those three really stood out. Um, there are two um, instrumental pieces. Uh, the very, very first track, Enter the Doho, and, or Dojo, I'm not sure right. how that's pronounced. And then uh, Final Fury leads into uh, Street Lethal, which is a title track. Street Lethal, honestly, isn't bad either, but I try to limit my picks to three. Right. So um, those those first ones, um, I, I could see those being played at any uh, European festival. And oh, yeah. Having uh, 100,000 people singing along to all of them. All right. So I've got two highlighted that I would pick. I'm just curious if the, the vibe is on today and... And the wavelengths are right. What do you think I'm picking? Well, what you're picking? Oh boy, I bet you did pick Street Lethal. I did, <laughs> and then the I would, yeah. And then I would say uh, Cop Between the Rock and Roll would be the other one. That's my so, guess. So Cop Between Rock and Roll is three. I really liked One Fire. Oh really? Yeah. One Fire, One Goal. Wow. Yeah. It. That one is kind of a mix between the two yeah. things that are going on in this album. You know, um, which probably was why I didn't pick it because right. it wasn't really solid in either camp. Um, but yeah, I could definitely, definitely see that. <laughs> so those are my top three. And I mean, I know it's been out since November. It's, I like it. It's high energy. You don't really have to think about it. It's like you said, mm-hmm. though, they're not terrible players. They play really, really well and it's really, really put together, but it just harkens back to something that I think is more fun, more distraction, more entertainment, which maybe we yeah. all need at the moment anyway. So that's kind of cool. And maybe that's why it's on my playlist a lot more now. Cause I really don't have to think about it. I can just let them play and it's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I had a hard time doing other things while I was listening to the first half <laughs> because I wanted to sing along. Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, and maybe, uh, raise my fist and bang my head a little bit, Yes, but, uh, uh, they, the guitar solo is fantastic. You yes. know, 
this is not a lightweight. No, no, I, not at all. Yeah, they they've they've got to be mentioned up with the top bands of this genre. They really need to be. All right, so we're going to shift totally around the world into a totally different style here. Why don't you go ahead and introduce this one? Well, I picked uh, Corplicani, and I've liked them since the very first album, and they've progressed so much. Um, I failed once again to go to uh, Google Translate and figure out how to say the names of any of these songs. Oh, yeah, but, I know. Uh, <laughs> the album uh, title, I don't know how to say it. I'm guessing it's Gila or Gila. I would go with like that. that. So, um, but give me your uh, give me your thoughts. What did you, I mean, you obviously are a fan of these guys as well uh, on a much more personal level than I, yeah. than I am. I've done a few things with Jan over the years and he was actually in both of my cookbooks back 10 years ago. And he's done some episodes for the show and I've been on the boat 70,000 tons with him. And, you know, my wife and I have had dinner with him a bunch of times and just really, really nice guys. Yeah. So when you brought this one up, I was, I really had no idea this would even be in your wheelhouse. That's how much we still don't know about each other, but I've been a fan of them since, uh, maybe not from the beginning, but tales along this road. Is that the, when, what year was that record? Yeah, they have progressed so much. I mean, I think that a lot of people probably initially started listening because it was almost shtick, you know? Right. Like, what in the world are these guys doing? I mean, people have been um, incorporating uh, Scandinavian uh, folk music right. uh, into metal for a while, Um but these guys were coming out with all like way more into the folk side of things. Um, and this album, Oh my word. It's just, uh, it's just killer from, from the very first song to the end. And it doesn't sound the same. It's they're not, they're not, uh, they don't have like a specific sound that every single song fits into. Uh, I don't know. What, to, what do you think about that part of it? <clears throat> I think it's cool and it makes it more interesting. And you're right. I mean, it doesn't fit into because you've got a lot of more tempo changes and, and I don't know what the word is, I guess, tempo changes and, and feels and vibes. They changes back, like you said, the in and out, but I think it as cohesively, I think it's really good. I think they do a really good job of keeping you interested because you can listen to the whole record, right? At a shot. Mm-hmm. I just put it on and listen. I don't, it's not one of those ones you can hit pause later on. I think it needs to be taken in. And then you experience what you're saying, the ebbs and flows of the way it's sequenced. Yeah. It, one song could be very, very folky. And then the next song could almost be poppy. And then you got like a full on metal song. And then you got anthems. Um, you have sing alongs. And then you got that voice, which is so. I believe. I know there's a name but, for whatever he's doing, that traditional low range, low register sort of thing, but it's amazing and it works. Yeah. He has become um, an incredible vocalist, but yeah. And then, so for those not familiar, if you follow along this way, I mean, we've got violins, we've got fiddles, we've got accordions, we've got all kinds of stuff, traditional drums as well as drum. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, it change it changes up from song to song. I mean, there's like uh, fiddle solos, accordion solos, right? And it's still metal. It's just so amazing. And I wonder how much of this record, or the last two even, are different because of the new drummer. Because uh, you think that expanded their abilities? It to... might have it. Because I was thinking, I was watching some videos the other day, and I think he plays a whole lot different than Matthias, I think his name was, but I think he plays a whole lot different than him too. So yeah. maybe that's, you know, changing the vibe as well. And well, I mean, obviously it changes the vibe, but maybe that's the difference. Yeah, it definitely could be. Um, because sometimes you're, you're limited to what, not necessarily how good your drummer is, but just the way he plays or the style that he plays in. Um, if he's not super diverse and can change up a lot. Right. Um, so this guy can, can do that for sure. Sweet. So favorites. Um, my favorites. Uh, and like I said, I have no idea how to pronounce these, but the first track, Vera Coira. So I've got a translator in front of me. So I'll, that is called bloodhound in English. Okay. Um, and then, which makes perfect sense. <laughs> Uh, then, uh, Levauta, Levauta. Oh, that's the one I don't uh, have. A, I like that one as well, but I don't have a translation for that one. Sorry. Track three. That's track three. And then, um, Sonatan Ma, which is, uh, track six. Yep. Speechless land is what it's it translates to English. Yeah. So those, uh, those are my three. Um, it was really difficult to, to narrow it down to three yeah really really hard uh my top pick is uh the lavalta okay yeah so that's what that's in my top two as well i really liked uh poha number nine the bottom yep. i guess that's what it translates to the bottom okay and maybe speechless land at sanatan ma whatever the one you were talking about number six see right. i tried it i'm gonna get shot for saying it that's my uh <laughs> horrible New York accent trying to pronounce finish. But yeah, I think those are my favorites. And I mean, this is a really good album start to finish. So now let's bring us to your non-metal pick. Yes. So <laughs> I picked a, uh, a band named Dirt Poor Robins. And I'm not really sure how to uh, categorize them. Um, I'm, I mean, they're clearly a progressive rock band, uh, but it has a very theatrical vibe to it. Like not, um, not theatrical in the subject matter or the way they present that, but theatrical in it actually could be part like theater songs or songs you would hear in like a stage uh, presentation um, that sort of thing, film, maybe a lot of film. Um, yeah. There's some big band uh, aspects to it. Um, some old 20s swing, a lot of swing uh, yeah. aspects to it. Even a little bit of Americana. Uh, so oh yeah, definitely. Uh, and it's, but it's solidly rock. Um, even, even those swing songs that are pretty much almost, completely swing songs have a rock feel to them just the way they're recorded and the way they're played 
So the, the one thing I noticed, and I'm sure it was intentional, but it's not as glossy or overproduced as I would have thought, or like I hear a lot of that stuff. It's not this well-polished package put all together. It feels very uh, real, very organic. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a great, great word for it. Um, and yet there are, a lot of things going on within these songs, uh, musically, instrumentally, and um, the arrangements are not traditional rock, or even it's not even traditional progressive rock because it's uh, because of its theatrical aspects uh, to it. Um, Broadway musicals actually come to mind. There's a lot of uh, tracks that have uh, KP remix at the end of them. So that kind of led me to believe why would they be remix remixing something uh, on a new album? So uh, Anthem to the Edge of the Earth is the name of the album. And Anthem to the Edge of the Earth is the only new track right. uh, on, on the album. Uh, what, uh, what, did, what stood out to you about this album? And what uh, picks did you have from this? Trist. Um, my thoughts on Anthem to the Edge, when you sent it to me, I was kind of thrown off. I didn't expect that from you as well, so I think we were good at still surprising each other. But after a few listens, I think I emailed you or messaged you while I was listening to it at work one night. I was like, oh man, there is something to this. And maybe if you don't get it on the first chance, listen to it again. Because when I did, I started picking up the things that you were talking about. You know, the different influences and the different genre blending, if you if you will, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think the, like I mentioned earlier, the rawness, you can connect with it a lot more for at least this style of music. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there is this interesting uh, thing that they do where the music is a little bit lighthearted almost or fun or you think, oh, this is danceable. I'm not a dancer, but if I, right. if I were, maybe this would be something to dance to. And then the subject matter is super, super heavy or dark. Right. It's just a weird juxtaposition. You're almost like, uh, should I really be feeling so good about listening to this song <laughs> right. with the uh, subject matter that's that's going on, you know? So if you ask me what's my favorites, then Anthem to the Edge mainly because that was the first single I got and it took me a while to get in. So it's sort of ingrained in my head and it does. Yeah. I mean, I, I can hum parts of it along and, and really get with it, but I also liked furthest star. Oh yes. That, that, uh, that's not in my top picks, but it's definitely a great, great song. And that's a love song really. Yeah. Oh, and it's pretty, uh, pretty deep. Their songs are not surfacey. They're deep. They take some thinking. And yeah. this, that song is amongst the top of that. And I think sure. that's probably why when I said maybe, you know, if you don't, if you're listening to this and you made it this far, give them a chance. Because when I went back and really paid attention to what I was listening to on the second or third one, I was like, oh, man, this there really is something here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, Anthem. Well, what was so for the star was your top pick. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Uh, Anthem to the Edge of the Earth was in my list. Uh, great Vacation, um, mm -hmm. once again, a very uh, upbeat song, but uh, um, 
basically talking about the end of the world. So there you go. Right. Um, Leviathan is a great one. Uh, Maximilian von Spee is actually a, just a history uh, story, um, but very, very upbeat. A uh, great way to learn, learn history. Um, but Never a Key is really powerful. And then the last one, I Shot a Man. Uh, if you haven't, if you didn't get through the whole album, I would, I would skip ahead and uh, check out uh, I Shot a Man. Okay. It's very short, but it's amazing. But my top pick is Great Vacation, just because it's so fun in the juxtaposition of what they're singing about and how right. it sounds. Is And it's great. remixed too. So I hope people listening, if they care, take a second and go check out some of these bands, because I think all three were pretty great this week. Yeah, they definitely were. So, and we're um, all over the we're all over the spectrum again, right? You're we're Finnish folk metal and uh, Swedish glam metal. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And then what? Whatever then, the Hector yeah, whatever this Americana <laughs> thing is, but it works and it's great. So, anyway, I want to thank anybody for making it this far. Again, like Nick said earlier, please like us, subscribe. Tell us if you hate us. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Or even better, suggest something that we don't know about because I want to learn. I don't only want to teach you. I want to get some more stuff in my arsenal. And this is a great way to, to do it by doing this anthem at the edge of the earth. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much stuff out there right now. Mm-hmm. that uh, And it's, it's such good quality. Um, a lot of bands. Uh, but uh, I hope that we can uh, bring um, a little more awareness uh to a lot of people of uh of different bands so that you're not just so overwhelmed you have something to go on when you when you select a band and uh, give you a little bit of information about it um but just like uh every episode it's uh, great fun chatting with you and uh love sharing all this music the number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. This is a rock and roll city for sure. Yeah! Down! Yeah! The wrath of the The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The wrath of the buzzard. P-R-O-H files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts.